0: Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Does It Hold Up podcast, Tuesday edition. Which, what does that mean? We're bringing you something special. I'm Adam. And I'm Emily. And last Friday we covered the original X-Men from the year 2000, and we decided if it held up or not. If you haven't listened to that episode, make sure you check it out, because that leads directly into what we're doing today. We all know the X-Men are going to make it into the MCU. Eventually.
1: It's inevitable. It's inevitable
0: sooner rather than later hopefully and everybody's got their own opinions about who should be what and who when where why what how if so when all the words you know what we're gonna be no different we're gonna cast our x-men fan cast tuesdays i guess (laughs) and we're casting him into the mcu and one caveat we're not doing magneto guys Magneto's been done to death, Sir Ian McKellen crushed it, let's not touch it, let's go somewhere different. Why don't you read us real quick the six people that we're going to cover.
1: Alright, those six people include Professor Xavier, because you kind of need him, Wolverine, Cyclops, Jean Grey, Gambit, and Mr. Sinister.
0: Mm, Mr. Sinister. He's one of my favorite villains. Uh, I'm a big fan of his, and I think it'd be a nice little change of pace. We kind of got hinted, we got a hint of him in New Mutants. Uh, mm-hmm. who, he was going to be played by John Ham in that movie until they cut that role completely. So um, t- I already can tell you, Mr. Sinister is not going to be John Ham. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to happen, Yeah,
1: guys. that's not who I picked, either. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: I mean, it might end up happening in the MCU. I hope it doesn't. I love John Ham, but no.
1: That doesn't seem like a role for him.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I don't like it. So, we're going to cast those six, but as an extra treat, we picked two random X-Men, each, that we're also going to cast in this movie. And in this movie, Mr. Sinister is the bad guy with Gambit as his henchman, as his right-hand man, because they were a team in the comics. They were on the the, the Marauders together. Uh, well, Mr. Sinister ran the Marauders. Gambit just happened to be on it. He's a bad guy in this movie. If you don't like it, too damn bad.
1: <laughs> I mean, he's
0: notoriously a bad guy. Yeah, he, flip, he flip-flops all the time, so it's fine. All right. Up first, Cyclops. Okay. Who do you got?
1: I'm probably going to say his name wrong, but Brendan Thwaites.
0: Brendan Thwaites. Thwaites. That's yes. right. Okay.
1: <laughs> um, most people know him playing uh, Nightwing on Titans, currently uh, on HBO Max.
0: Yeah, if you haven't watched that show, it's
1: pretty damn good. You
0: should probably check it out. It's on, like, season four.
1: And it's a very similar character in the sense of it is the all-American Guy, the all-American boy who likes to follow the rules, and that's very much so what he plays on Titans. I think he has the look. I think he's able to get that performance out. I think he's just going to be a great addition to the MCU. Yeah,
0: I don't think he really has the size per se, and I think I haven't really seen him do anything outside of being dark and deep and and brutal mm-hmm. as Nightwing. I don't know if he's got that all-American leader in him. Because the Titans sure as hell don't listen to him ever.
1: <laughs> well, that's just kind of what they're expected to do in that show. So I think given the chance, he would be able to show that he could do that. Maybe. That's, a, that's an
0: interesting pick. I didn't even have him on my like top five. So, <laughs> all right. Um, I have a gentleman who is, I think he's like 6'4". He's got the size. He's got an all-American boy look. You know him from Euphoria and The Kissing Booth. Mm -hmm. He's the older brother in The Kissing Booth, who is the main love interest. His name is Jacob Elordi. And he's got a great look to him. He's got a really charming personality, but he can be tough, as seen in the movies. Like He's supposed to be fun-loving and everything, but then when things get serious, he can get serious. And I think he has the physical presence to be a leader, to be commanding. And once I team them up with my Wolverine, it's going to actually work out really well. I don't know. I, I like the idea of giving like these up and comers kind of a shot at the big leagues. See if it works. If it doesn't work, it's like, what, just kill them off again? We already killed Cyclops <laughs> once in the movies. Might as well just do it again. Yeah. But, you know, give somebody new a chance.
1: My only thing is, I didn't see Euphoria, so I don't know him in that one. I only know him from The Kissing Booth, so it makes me kind of question his acting prowess, but...
0: I mean, he's probably the best part of those movies. Him, like, him and his brother, I don't know who plays the younger brother in that, the best friend. Uh They're, like, the best parts of that movie. Well, you just don't like
1: Joey King, so... I do not like (laughs) Joey King.
0: She almost made my list a few times until I remembered I don't like her. Yeah. Yeah. So... All right, who do you want to do next?
1: Uh, Well, we just did Cyclops, so we are going to go to Jean Grey.
0: All right, I'll go first.
1: Mm -hmm. This
0: is a young actress, up and coming. Hasn't had that breakout role yet, but she is slated to have it. She is from Stranger Things. She was in two episodes of Stranger Things in, I believe, season two. She also played Dorcas on The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, and I feel like she stole a lot of the scenes she was in. So she's poised to become a big star. Her name is Abigail Cohen. Okay. I think she's she's got a great look. She's not your like typical Hollywood actress look, which is what I think Jean Gray needs to not be. Mm-hmm. She needs to be a little bit different looking, so that way if you're gonna go into the whole Dark Phoenix thing, it really like you can play up changing her looks for it. So I think she's got a great look. She's a great actress. Like I said, I watched Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Every single scene she was in, I was just like, man, you're really good. And you steal this. And I don't even know if you're supposed to, but you are. (laughs) And I think she, like I said, is poised for that hit. She just needs that chance to be a star.
1: I have no notes for that one. That one actually sounds really good. (laughs) Who do you got? I have Lily Reinhart. Ooh, good choice. Yeah, she is most notable for her time in Riverdale, where she actually played a girl next door type of character. She's not the drop dead gorgeous, but she's very pretty. I think she would do a fantastic job. She's also been in movies like Hustlers, so you know she can kind of play the opposite of that character if Dark Phoenix ever comes to light. So, you I mean, think- when? Pretty much, they have to do Dark Phoenix. Nobody, so, oh, they
0: don't know how to do X Men without doing that.
1: So, <laughs> so yeah, I, I think she can do the duality of that character. That's, that's no notes.
0: <laughs> no notes. All right. Next up, we got. Let's just let's just finish off the love triangle here with Wolverine. All right. Go ahead.
1: Now, I thought I was going outside the box with this one. Uh, apparently, I did not, because uh, I went with Daniel Radcliffe. Obviously, people know him from Harry Potter, the jungle, Lost City, sorry, uh, and jungle. Uh, I think he, if he put on a bunch of muscle, because he's not super muscular now, but he has the size to do it, if he put on the muscle, and he could be gruff and rough, and I think he would be so interested in doing a deep dive in this character.
0: It would be the weirdest Canadian with an American accent I've ever heard with a British kid playing it. Yep. (laughs) British kid playing a Canadian with an American accent that still has Canadian roots.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm not
0: opposed to it. Like you said, he's definitely on the top of a lot of people's lists for this role. I don't personally see
1: it. I think it's more uh, the physicality of him. He kind of looks like he could be a Wolverine if he had the muscle on him. He looks like I could flick
0: him across the room.
1: That's kind of the point of Wolverine until he puts a muscle on. I don't know, I don't... I'd have to be sold on that one more. I'm not... You have to see see his glow up first. Let him glow up, let him get all that muscle, and then you'll be sold.
0: I don't think he could put the muscle on, to be honest.
1: I feel like like anyone could put the muscle on.
0: No, that's not true, though. It's not true. I just don't think he... I think probably he could do the role, but it would be a weird casting that a lot of people might fight back against once they, once they saw him in the suit and actually trying to do the role. I think people are imagining something more in their head than what he's capable of doing, but that's, possible. that's just me.
1: Yeah. It's not a terrible pick. I'm it's, it's interesting. It's once again, it's one of those things where you have to see if he can get there physically and then and I just don't see think it. he
0: can. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm like I said,
0: I, it's interesting. That, yeah. That's the
1: best I got for that.
0: Uh, mine is way outside the box. He has the muscle. He can put on more muscle. We've seen him do it. He's only like five foot seven, so he's rather short compared to my Cyclops. If you've seen him on Netflix in his most recent documentary travel show, you'll know that he's kind of got that more solid body, not that lean body anymore. And he's got a beard, and he's gruff, and he could do it if you put his mind to it. You know him from High School Musical, <laughs> and you know him from Seventeen Again and Neighbors. I'm going with Zac Efron for Wolverine.
1: I, I just don't see him like acting gruff. I don't know. Maybe because of the things that I've seen him in, that he's definitely leaned more towards like the comedy aspect of his career. Well, that's, but the thing. Like... that's what
0: he's been cast as. It doesn't mean he can't do the other stuff. Yeah. That's just the stuff people bring him in for. If you watch him in movies, like, this isn't a very good movie, but it's an interesting movie. Charlie St. Cloud, Mm -hmm. uh, it's a much more serious role for him. He's not an actor, or he's not a comedy actor in it. He's an actor-actor in it. And it's not him that's the problem with that movie. The movie's just got a lot of problems. But he gets to play gruff in that. He gets to be tragedy-struck him, and he's a little bit depressed about it and stuff. And he gets to be angry, and it plays... Pretty good. And I think if he pushed it a little farther, and now with his older age, like... Older age, please. He's like 35. He's not that old. (laughs) But I think he's got the ability. I think we just have to be able to give him a chance to do it. Okay. That's the problem. Hollywood won't give him a chance. They just see him as pretty boy, comedy guy, put him in those movies. But I think that stuff, like... I watched the greatest beer run ever, and... He's comedy in that, but also, like, kind of depressing, but angry at parts. Like, he doesn't look like your little teen heartthrob boy in that. Yeah. So I think we get something like that. It could work. I'm not saying it's the best choice. I'm saying it's my choice.
1: That's fair.
0: All right. Who do you want to do next?
1: Uh, Let's finish off the good guys that we uh, have on our list list uh, with Professor Xavier.
0: All right. Here's my thing. I have two people listed. I have a 1A and a 1B.
1: Mm. really
0: depends on what the studio wants. I'm going to give you my 1B first because I think this is where, in in the actual world of, of casting, this might be where they go. Stanley Tucci. He has the look. He has the ability. Like, he throws himself into roles that you forget he's in movies. If you need somebody to play it after Sir Patrick Stewart perfected it, Mm -hmm. You need somebody who's going to do it different and go 100% in on it. And that's Stanley Tucci. But my pick, outside the box, would love to see him get a starring role in something, is Lance Reddick. Lance Reddick is, you'll you'll know him best from either the TV show Fringe or... John Wick series as the hotel manager, the one that John Wick always checks in with and leaves his dog with. No, you're drawing a blank, right? Yeah. The black guy behind the counter. Tall, thin, bald, gorgeous voice. Beautiful, deep voice. Like, I could see him being the leader of a team. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: He is such an outside-the-box pick, but he would crush this role. I think he would be amazing. Everything I've seen him in has been great, and he has that charisma and that gravitas to make you stand up and take notice of him, and you feel like he would actually be the leader of a team. It's a good pick. Who you got?
1: I went with uh, Ray Fines From okay, uh, the most recent thing he was in is the Menu. I think he has the. Are you just
0: picking all Harry Potter people? Because he was also Lord Voldemort.
1: You know, I always forget he was Lord Voldemort because of how much makeup he was in.
0: Yeah. But yeah.
1: Okay. I... Getting the <laughs> Harry
0: Potter cast together. So I assume your <laughs> gambit is probably going to be whoever played Ron. No. Rupert Grint. Is no. that your gambit? Okay. Never,
1: ever. He does not have the charisma to do <laughs> gambit. But.
0: Yeah. Okay. Tell me more about Ray Fiennes.
1: Ray Fiennes is. So, I, I I'm trying to think of how to say it.
0: Wonderful. Uh,
1: yes. Fantastic. Yes.
0: Dynamic. Um. Intense.
1: Intense. Heartthrob. Heart. What I was gonna say. I'm I'm drawing a complete blank on how I want to say it. He has this gravitas to him. His this weight that he can put into characters that he plays. He goes all in on those characters and. I lose him, like, like Harry Potter. I literally forgot he was in that movie. But that's makeup. But I also forgot he was the one in The King's Man. No. No? Was he... Wait, Which, which... the newest one? Yes. The yeah, newest yeah, I think one. he's in that one. Yes. So, completely forgot that was him. So, I'd, I think he would be able to put that weight and that gravitas into this character, and he has a wonderful voice. I love his voice.
0: (laughs) He does. um, Saw the menu, was going to review it, but couldn't do it without giving away a bunch of spoilers. But he's probably the best part of that whole movie. Easily. He's the best part of a lot of movies that he's in. So I'm not, it's a good choice. Yeah. I think it's a safe choice, but it's a good choice. It's kind of like my Stanley Tucci. I was going to say, it's
1: one of those things where it's like, if you can't have Patrick Stewart, because he, like you said, literally perfected the role. I wanted to go with someone who could do the character justice that I was sure who could do the yeah. character justice. Like I said, safe. Yeah. He's a
0: safe pick. I That's not mind. a bad thing, but don't he's a mind. safe pick. <laughs> okay. I'm going to go with, well, we're going to save the big bad for last, so let's go with Gambit next.
1: Okay. I have, am uh, going to try not to murder his name. Alden Enreich? Aaron Erenreich. Alden Aaronreich. Uh, most people know him as being Han Solo in the Solo movie. I think he can play... So you're
0: giving him a second chance to play a beloved character and not ruin it?
1: Yes. Okay, tell me what. Yes. I honestly think it was a lot of things going with the Solo movie. I don't think the world was ready for a young Han Solo.
0: All right, why can he play Gambit?
1: I think he can play Gambit because I... Th- I believe that he can do the charm and the charisma well enough. I, he doesn't have to be the most handsome guy. And to me, he's almost kind of averaged, but his charisma can kind of really uh, bring it up and make it go. So he's one that I, I'm, I want to give him a screen test. I'm not 100% sold on him, but I definitely want to give him another chance. I don't think he should get as much flack for his solo as he does.
0: Yeah, uh, it's, okay. I, it's okay. It's okay. It's it's an okay choice. I think he could do it. I don't think he'd stand out. I think he'd just kind of exist. I'd be really curious to see who they casted against him as Rogue, knowing that that's the, the love interest there.
1: Mm-hmm. You
0: know, to see how that played, because Alden Ehrenreich's 30, 30 34,
1: mid 30s. Yeah. Looks kind of young, though.
0: Yeah, he looks young, but, you know, how, how long are you going to get him for?
1: Yeah, I, I struggled with Gambit yeah. pretty hard. <laughs> I did not.
0: My Gambit is somebody from the second to All the Boys I Loved Before on Netflix. He was also in the TV show The Flash as Flash's kid Impulse. And from your favorite game, Until Dawn, he played Matt, was the voice of Matt and the basis of the look. It's Jordan Fisher. Okay. He's got a really unique look where it's like, you can't pinpoint maybe exactly where he's from at any given point, but he does have that like Creole, Louisiana, Swamp maybe look to him. And I think, I don't know if he could do the accent. I don't know if I even need the accent,
1: but you, you can always hire a, you can
0: always hire a dialect <laughs> coach and he can learn it. But he's got this weird charm about him that like draws you in. But then he's also a little off-putting, where you kind of want to take a step back. And I think that's what you need for Gambit. You need him to be super charming, but also realize he's the bad guy.
1: I just don't think he can be evil.
0: He can, though. I mean, until Dawn, he's, he's completely evil, depending on how you play that game. He's a jerk.
1: Yeah, there's a difference between having a really crappy girlfriend who's abusing you basically and fighting back than being an actual villain in a superhero movie i'm just
0: saying i but I, you would also, want, I would
1: want to screen test him
0: i don't know stop screen testing people these are my choices they just get the role oh okay your choices you can do whatever you want you can't screen test my choices you're not hiring them
1: i'm just not convinced
0: <laughs> i can see that but that's okay <laughs> that's okay all right, last up is the main bad, Mr. Sinister. Who do you got?
1: I'm, once again, hoping I don't murder a name. Killian Murphy? Okay. Uh, he's been in stuff like Batman Begins, uh, A Quiet Place, t- Part 2. Uh, I think he has quite the unique look that even under the makeup would be sinister enough. He's already played villains before and out out there villains such as Scarecrow. I think he could do it. I think he has the look. I think he has the ability and I think he can be unnerving enough to be this character. Yeah, he's a great actor.
0: My problem with him, I, I love the casting because he's he can be creepy. He's wonderful. But once you put him under all that makeup, it's the same problem they had with why Scarecrow never wore the mask. His face is so expressive that you want him to act with it. That's his, his moneymaker right there. Like well, He's so good in it. You honestly, put him under layers of makeup, you're going to lose a lot of that.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's just like color, you know, body paint that they'd have to do for him. Not like prosthetics. So no, I don't understand. think you would lose well, too much. They
0: probably would put some prosthetic on Probably him. just the ears. To Nah, he's got, he's got a little bit more, I don't know, it's weird. Um, <laughs> I don't see him, like, perfectly fitting where they'd have, to, they'd have to modify him a little bit. But even without prosthetics, you're still putting layers of makeup on. You're still losing a lot of that expressiveness in the face, regardless of prosthetics.
1: Well, then he'll still have way more than anyone else could. <laughs> I mean,
0: maybe, maybe. All right, I went a little more traditional. So Mr. Sinister's past is he's a 1700s British man who was kind of into science, and he started experimenting with genes and stuff like that. He met Apocalypse, another big bad in the X-Men universe, who granted immortality. With that, he began researching mutants, and he experimented on himself until he became an amalgamation of a bunch of different kinds of mutant powers, and he's obsessed with cloning. He's obsessed with cloning Jean Grey and Scott Summers, Cyclops. And I think you need somebody who can be a little sinister, pun intended, <laughs> but you also need that Britishness. I went with Mark Strong. You may know Mark Strong from the Kingsman series. He was Merlin, the okay. right-hand man who had all the gadgets and things like that. He's been in a lot of other stuff, but I know that's the one you might know him from the most.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He's such a good actor, and he's got this this weight to him this this ability about him where it's like you kind of always are charmed by him because of his voice and his his look and his mannerisms but man there's this weird twistedness behind him sometimes that just he can be so creepy and so scary that i think he could crush this and i don't it doesn't need to be the makeup because he can do so much with his voice and with his body that would give him that power that Sinister needs.
1: See, that was the one thing I was questioning with him is I just don't see him with that, that weight to him for this role. I, just, I don't see him as scary enough.
0: Then you need to watch more of his movies. <laughs> you think Murphy's scary enough because he played the scarecrow? One time, well, technically in all three movies, but he wasn't even scary then. The mask was scary. The the drug that he hit people with was scary. He wasn't scary. <laughs> he's like a, he's a twig. He doesn't even have a presence to him. <laughs> now, Mark Strong, that's my guy.
1: All oh. right. Going into our added characters. Uh, I added in Rogue, mostly because Gambit's there. I, I have to have Rogue in this story. And for me, I had her as uh, Elizabeth Gillies, Gillies, Giles, Giles, um, mostly known from like Victoria's Arizona, stuff like that. She's already someone who I know can do a more Southern accent. She'd probably have to work on it to make it not as like cartoony, but she can do it. She also has already done kind of the Golf kid look. I honestly think she has more to her than what she's been given. And I really want to give her the chance to, like, go in depth with the character.
0: All right. I I don't know much about her, so I have no notes because I don't know anything about her. (laughs) Um, I also went with Rogue for the Gambit Connection, figured they could have a little flirting back and forth. Maybe Mm -hmm. that's why he comes over to the good side eventually, blah, blah, blah. They've been together for, like, They've been flirting and dating for, like, 30-plus years in the comics, and they're finally married in the comics, so you can't really have one without the other. Yeah. So I'm just going to go with it. I also went with Rogue. I picked Lily Collins. You might know her from Mirror Mirror 2012 or Mortal Instruments City of Bones. Oh, she was the main okay. girl in that. Okay. She's got a really good look where I think you give her some of that, like, more brunette reddish hair that Rogue's got going on with the little white strip. She's got a really Mm -hmm. stunning, just something about her, right? She's stunning. Would love to see her do this. I don't know if she could do the accent. I don't know if any of these people can do the accents that are required to do these roles, but you'll learn. You know, like, it's fine. But I think she's a great actress, and I think, I picked people that were right around the same age. Jordan Fisher, Lily Collins. They're like five years apart only, so they could, Totally play love interests here. Yeah. I don't know. She's, she's, she's not a Southern girl, but she looks like a Southern girl. So I have no doubt that she can portray that and bring it to
1: life. Okay. Who's your other character?
0: I went way outside the box, down the rabbit hole for some of my X-Men fans out there listening. I went with Forge. It might not be as out there as like some other characters I could have picked. Yeah, I, there's a
1: lot of characters that you could But I like with. Forge.
0: I don't think he's really gotten the main shine. Mainstream
1: that, love. Yeah, that he, yeah.
0: he deserves. I always had a problem with the X-Men movies. They have all this cool technology, especially in the original trilogy. It's never explained how they have it. And then in the first class, James McAvoy world of X-Men. Beast made everything, and I was like, now, nah, he's a scientist.
1: He's not, like, a, a builder. What the hell? The only thing I could say for the original stuff is there's a lot of characters in the background we don't I get don't to care. Meet, I don't so care about those characters. Forge could have been there. You don't so know.
0: He wasn't. Um, <laughs> so, I just wanted to pick it, because he creates everything. He creates all their gadgets. The Blackbird, all that stuff. Their jet. Everything. And he's kind of a serious, funny character, where I'm picturing in my head, they're all getting ready for a mission and Forge is like, no, no, no. I don't go on missions. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a science. I'm a technology guy. I, I speak to technology. I build things. I don't fight.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But I built the jet and don't scratch her. I just got done polishing her. I just got done fixing her up. <laughs> don't hurt her. Don't. Yeah. I'll be here when y'all get back. And then they come back and like things are broken, things are damaged and I can just see him having like a funny little meltdown of just how dare they damage his baby. And I think it's just a wonderful little moment and gives this, like, different kind of dimension to not all mutants have powers of, like, I'm going to go out and fight, bang, bang, shoot, shoot. Yeah, It's an interesting one. So I went with Forge. He's Native American, so I had to make sure I kept that because I think that's important. So I went with a guy who was in the Magnificent Seven remake from a couple years ago. He was in... A few episodes, five or six episodes of Westworld. And he was also in a movie that I love called Wind River. Martin Senzmeier. He has a really great look. He's clearly got talent. That's how he's getting these roles. He is Native American descent. And as you can, like, Magnificent Seven is serious, but a little bit of f- comedy flair in it because that's just how they made it because God forbid we do anything super serious anymore. But he also was in Wind River, which is a very serious movie. But then he's in Westworld, which is, again, that kind of half-and-half type stuff. So I think he just fits the role really well. And, you know, that's it. Nice. I'd love to see Forge on screen.
1: Yeah. I went with a character that has been on screen, but hasn't been done well, in my opinion. I went with Blink. She's a mutant that can create portals to transport People, things, whatever, from a, one place to another. And I went with Anna Sophia Robb. She has a very unique. What look. do I know her from? You would know her from Bridge to Terabithia, uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, The Act. Mm, okay. Yeah. So she has kind of a unique look, a little more alien esque look, and that's good for the character because the character is notoriously like purple and like elfish looking. And I just think we really needed that character that could kind of get people away, like take them back from the fight after, because I, you know, you want them to meet up with the bad guy, kind of scuffle, not be able to beat them, get away, figure stuff out, and come back. So I really wanted a teleporter. And I, I don't want to retouch Nightcrawler because I really liked the Nightcrawler from the original.
0: I mean, yeah, if you're going to bring him back, just do it. But
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: Bleak's an interesting character. Um,. I like it. I, I, I don't really have anything to say to it. Yeah. Good job. It,
1: it's
0: all good. <laughs> all right. Why don't you run through your cast again real quick? Just name the character and who you have.
1: All right. So Professor X, I had Ray Fiennes, Wolverine. I put Daniel Radcliffe, Cyclops, Brennan Thwaites, uh, Jean Grey, Lily Reinhardt, Gambit, Alden Enrique. Aaron Reich. Aaron Reich. Uh, Mr. Sinister, Killian Murphy. Rogue as Elizabeth Gillies, and Blink as Anna-Sophia Robb.
0: Excellent. I had Cyclops as Jacob Elordi, Elordi Jean Grey, Abigail Cowan, Wolverine, Zach Efron, Professor X, Lance Reddick, Mr. Sinister, Mark Strong, Gambit, Jordan Fisher, Forge, Martin Sensmeyer, and Rogue, Lily Collins. Wonderful right. picks. Let us know uh, over on our socials what you think of our picks or who you would choose to have in some of these roles, you can find us on Twitter at DoesItHoldUp13, Instagram, DoesItHoldUp13, TikTok, DoesItHoldUp, underscore between each word. If you're listening to this as a podcast, come check out our YouTube channel, where we'll actually have a video up for this one, and you can find a lot of shorts about movie fun facts that you may not have known. Just check for DoesItHoldUp with a question mark. We also got a Facebook, Does It Hold Up? Again, with a question mark, good stuff on there as well. If you are listening to this on YouTube, make sure you like, comment, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. Drop a comment in below what you think of our picks and who you would like to see in the MCU as the X-Men. All right, guys, until next time, keep watching movies.
1: Bye.